This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Our investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Jesse Heating and Air. Great products and great people treating you the way you want to be treated since 1979. There's a strong hunger across Illinois for new state funding to get more local food products in consumers' hands. The Illinois Stewardship Alliance is coordinating it in the state's new local food infrastructure grant program. Nearly $2 million in state funds is to be handed out for building up more ways to get products from local farms to markets. The Alliance reported 247 applications worth over $23 million came in when the process ended January 31st. A committee will soon try to pick the applications with the strongest impact. The state health department has issued an updated standing order allowing schools to keep a supply of meds like naloxone on hand and permitting school nurses or other trained personnel to administer them to students in case of an opioid overdose. Under the act, which took effect on January 1st, public and private schools are required to keep a supply of an opioid antagonist on hand. More at NowDecatur.com. There's going to be a new leader of the Republican Party. I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News' Ronna McDaniel will step down as the head of the Republican National Committee three days after the Super Tuesday primaries. She says the RNC has historically undergone change once we have a nominee, and it has always been my intention to honor that tradition. McDaniel's decision to step down March 8th, as reported by the New York Times, was expected. Fox's Madeline Rivera, now former President Trump, has been pushing for new RNC leadership, including his daughter-in-law, Laura, to be the co-chair. After the former president's latest big win over Nikki Haley in South Carolina, the next GOP primaries tomorrow in Michigan. And there she is still there campaigning, not giving up. 60% of Americans think Donald Trump and Joe Biden are too old to be running for president. There's a change in the Middle East. The Palestinian government's resigning and will be reformed. Fox's Trey Ings reports from Tel Aviv. There is a link between what's happening there and what's happening in Gaza and the post-war plans for control of the Strip and Palestinian territory. It does come as fighting continues inside Gaza. The Israeli military says they killed 30 militants over the last day alone in northern Gaza, an area that was previously cleared by the IDF. Now, Israeli forces are still operating in the south around the city of Han Yunus and waiting to see if they will be told to enter Gaza's southernmost city of Rafah. Israel is working on a plan to evacuate the million-plus Palestinians sheltered there before going after Hamas militants in Rafah. A U.S. Air Force member who claims Israel is committing genocide in Gaza set himself on fire in protest outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. He's now in critical condition. The funeral set for Friday for nursing student Lakin Riley, killed last week while jogging in Athens, Georgia. Her alleged killer was here illegally. ICE officials say murder suspect Jose Ibarra crossed into the United States from Venezuela through El Paso, Texas in September 2022 and had been arrested at one point in New York City for child endangerment. Fox's Todd Pyro. America's listening to Fox News. The Fed is setting a digital dollar control trap. The new Fed now system might sound modern and convenient, but the truth is it's all about surveillance and control. Don't be fooled. Secure your assets right now with something Washington cannot manipulate. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon, former advisor to Donald Trump. And in these times of uncertainty, I believe the best way to defend your savings is to use tangible assets, which is why I recommend a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, because gold has a 5,000-year track record as the ultimate guardian of wealth. To find out more, get your free info kit on gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group by texting the word PROTECT to 989898. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust, so text PROTECT to the number 989898. Text PROTECT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no obligation or purchase required. Message and data rates may apply. President Biden will meet with congressional leaders tomorrow ahead of a looming potential government shutdown. The first funding deadline is Friday. The next is a week later. The Supreme Court, here's a big social media case today. A law signed by Governor Abbott of Texas in 2021 banned social media platforms from censoring someone based on a viewpoint or location. A law signed by Governor DeSantis of Florida, also in 2021, banned social media companies from removing journalistic content or censoring a political candidate 
either through deplatforming or shadow banning. Both states said rules for banning users and content had to be applied to everyone equally. Industry groups representing Google, Facebook and others sued, saying this violated the company's First Amendment rights, calling it extraordinary government intervention that would be unthinkable for traditional media. If the laws are upheld, it could dramatically alter content moderation beyond what the state laws address. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are down a little after last week's gains. A photo finish capped off a wild NASCAR race. Unbelievable! Three wide finish. Have you ever seen anything like that? After crashes involving almost every car in the field in an Atlanta Motor Speedway track record, 48 lead changes. The Better Health 400 on Fox ends with the top three finishers separated by 0.007 seconds. Needing a review to show that Daniel Suarez crossed the finish line just ahead of Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch, giving the 32-year-old from Mexico his second career NASCAR Cup Series win. It was so damn close, man. It was so damn close. Man, I can thank everyone enough. All that makes you fast here. Let's go. Chevy cars have now won each of the first two races of the NASCAR Cup season. Greg Thompson, Fox News. In the NBA, Oklahoma City beat Houston. The Thunder's fifth straight win. They're now tied with Minnesota atop the Western Conference standings. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. The Mount Zion Spring Craft Show at the Mount Zion Convention Center is back. The perfect place to find unique handmade items for your home. The Craft Show starts Friday night, March 1st from 7 till 9 and continues on Saturday the 2nd from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Admission is free. Food will be available for purchase from the kitchen of Doris Yoder. For more information on the Mount Zion Spring Craft Show, call 864-5424 or Facebook.com slash Mount Zion Craft Shows. Good morning. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, increasing clouds, high of 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 55. For Tuesday, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny and windy, high of 76. Then for Wednesday, morning rain and snow showers likely. Cloudy, then clear, high near 36. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 39 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.06. morning and welcome to the Monday edition of Fires and Company. We'll check in with the retired Florida man. And was there anything even weird about saying 72 today, snow tomorrow while reading that weather? Fires and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
We're going to roll right into it. The mayor will be with us a little later in the program. Nicole Bateman making an early appearance this week because of an event going on in Champaign. We'll tell you all about. We'll uh, also check in with Dr. Juanita Morris and uh, so much more as the company gets ready to roll on what has been a beautiful weekend, uh, beautiful, I thought, rest of the week. Where did the snow stuff come from? You know, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I was noticing between today and Wednesday, the, the high is going from 72 down to 36, so right in half. Yeah, I'm showing a high of 50 tomorrow. I said Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sorry, Wednesday, 50. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, my source is just the, uh, <laughs> okay, the weather service. 48, 52, 62, 69. I mean, we got some wind coming in and who knows what that blows in, you know, versus what we have right now. I'm going to focus on the 72 today. Uh, we have a interesting month of February for sure. I mean, this is just crazy weather. Uh, I mean, nutty. We're almost to March at the end of the week. Oh yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Daylight savings time. Just a couple of weeks away. Uh, so, uh, anything we can get, I'll take it and, uh, I'm all ready to go. We have, I'm looking at the list of things to talk about. Uh, Caitlin Clark and the, uh, uh, the Iowa women's basketball team dismantled Illinois over the weekend. Another triple double for, uh, Caitlin. She is now 50 points away from Pistol Pete Maravich's record with two games left to play. If she just does what she does, she has 25, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, you would think she dropped 49 the last time, uh, there was a record, uh, in sight and, uh, we will see going to be exciting over the last uh, couple of games. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. I got a letter, uh, an email and a text message from AT&T uh, about the drama last week. And I've evidently, uh, uh, I, I am getting some sort of credit. Yeah, five bucks. Right? Is that what it is? No one will say what the credit is. There's nothing in the credit, like in the text, in the email, in the that says what the credit is. I think my sister said that she got the text, a follow up text, and in that text it was five dollars. All right, I because they determined she was part of the affected. I got the text that said, "Hey, I'm sorry this happened. We'll try to do better." That was all I got. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't affected. Uh, <laughs> to help <clears throat> make it right, we're applying a credit to your account. Oh, well, there's a details link here. Probably get spammed <clears throat> for clicking on that. I'll, I'll uh, check it out. All right, retired Florida man. Can you beat 72? Is it going to be 72 in Florida today? No, you beat us. We're going to be 68. That's a win. We're Florida, but we'll win tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's all right. It's, uh, you know, it's 72 here and 68 there. It sort of negates the whole thing about retiring and going to Florida all the time, doesn't it? You want to bet? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, our, um, yes, go ahead. You know, you're talking about Caitlin Clark, uh, Clark and Pistol, uh, Pistol Pete's uh, record. There's another lady that played for Kansas, uh, Lynette Woodward. She had 3,649 points. Um, it's a black and white picture of her, so it must have been some time ago. But that's even a, a, a more prestigious record to break because um, she's a female basketball player that actually scored that many points. Okay. Well, first and foremost, this, this was when the NCAA was trying to keep women's basketball out. So that's why her record isn't the official record. Uh, I would argue that she'll beat that and then be solely there as a female, but it's not more prestigious than scoring more points than anybody that's ever played in college basketball, men included. Well, when you say pistol Pete, that, that adds stature in itself. I think he only played for three years and, and he didn't have the three-point line. Caitlin Clark is going to beat everybody's record. Yeah, but she's a phenomenon. I, I know. Um, there's, I'm just saying there was another woman, an obscure woman. I, I don't, no, not, not obscure. Kevin, we've talked about it like three or four times on the show, so she's gotten plenty of credit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And second of all, uh, Pistol Pete, yes, you're correct. He only played three seasons because he wasn't allowed to be a starter as a freshman, and he didn't have the three-point line. But think about the thousands of men who have played basketball since Pete Maravich and couldn't break that record. No doubt. Playing with the three-point no, line. Uh, she's she's going to be in the sports news for the rest of her career. 
is a phenomenon. No doubt about it. And uh, triple-double against Illinois, uh, and they were mad off that defeat uh, against Indiana. And we'll see. Two games left, 25 points a game. You figure that's uh, doable, or, or you would at least uh, believe so. Last time there was a record in sight, she scored 49. So she could do it in one game. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we'll be watching. Well, the Illini men's beat Iowa by 10 points, which was a big win for them. It is? Are, are you all in on them for the tournament? Uh, well, I'm, I'm betting on Illinois. Let's put it that way. I don't know if I'm all in, but they've got a great team. It's nice to have a team like this again. We were used to this for so many years and haven't had it except for the last couple. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know. <clears throat> Men's college basketball right now is all over the place. I, I mean, every time somebody gets to number one, they get beat. I, I can't tell who's good. Uh, I don't have any idea, which I think makes for an exciting tournament because you don't know what's going to happen. What's amazing about Illinois is they're beating the, the spreads. Like, there was a nine-and-a-half-point spread on that game. They win by ten. Uh, the last week, um, there was a two-and-a-half-point spread. And they win by five. I mean, they're the real deal. People are are watching this team and saying uh, Illinois is for real. I think so. I, I, like I said, it's hard to understand exactly what's going on uh, in men's college basketball because uh, you know it seemed like Purdue was invincible. I don't know. Every time somebody gets up there, uh, they get knocked down, and we'll see what happens in turn. Not that far away for sure. Uh, all right, what's going on down there? I, I saw uh, Sue sent me a video of you guys' favorite band. What, tell me the details on this. Well, actually, it was the first time we ever saw that band. But we went out to dinner. Megan was down here. We had her father-daughter's tennis week. Oh, I'm sorry. She's had a great band at one of your favorite places. The place was your favorite yeah, place. Yeah, the Blue Marlin is our favorite place to eat down on Bridge Street on Bradenton Beach. And um, there's this guy who uh, plays the lead guitar and sings. He does the complete guitar work and sings, and he has a drummer and a bass that does the rhythm. But he could play everybody's, it was all the old rock and roll songs. And this guy had to be in his 30s. And I was talking to him in the break, and I said, wow, how do you learn everybody's music so well and play the riffs and the guitar work as good as they do? And he says, well, man, he says, let me tell you, my age music's too electronic. (laughs) This is real uh, craftsmanship. This is Guys writing their own music and singing their own music and playing their own music. And I'm just into that. And so I became a student of old rock and roll bands. And it it, it just blew us away. We stayed there the entire night and watched them. Usually we we have a drink, watch the band for about 20 minutes and leave. We were there for two hours. All right, sounds fun. Uh, so what are you doing, uh, like, this morning? Are you out running? Are you getting ready to go run? Are you sleeping in? What have your habits changed uh, since the big retirement? Well, I, I do. I get up and work out every morning. After I get done with um, speaking with you, today I'm playing golf over at Lakewood Ranch, which is an unbelievable development down here for us old people. What I am. Four golf courses, and I'm playing at Esplanade at uh, Lakewood Ranch with some friends from Champaign, actually. And uh, well, that's what I'll do today. But normally, if I don't have that on the agenda, I'll get up, I'll go run two miles, lift weights at the center, that's what they call it, and uh, then get a cup of coffee and then run back. <laughs> And then go play golf. <laughs> go play golf. Sounds rough. Uh, go right. out to dinner. And then go out to dinner and, and then repeat, I guess, the next day. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Well, this week, though, Brian, we're going to head over to Jupiter. We're going to catch a game with Cardinals. And then we're going to head down to Hollywood to watch the Eagles. I mentioned that last week. You did. So it's going to be a fun week. Have you been over to a spring training game recently? No, not since you. Uh, when I was with you was the last time uh, I was at a spring training game. So I'm really looking forward to this. I might try to find Mike Claiborne and see if he's around. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they're all down there uh, and ready to go. The uniforms continue to be a controversy. Evidently, the pants are see-through now. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I'm reading. <laughs> it's like it's the a football, deal. Football pants are bad enough. <laughs> We don't need that in baseball. No, we don't. We do not. Uh, I don't think the players uh, want it either. Uh, we'll see what happens. But that continues to be a, uh, a big controversy uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, all right. So uh, tell me what's up for the show tonight. I, I, I got your note, but it didn't have a lot of details. No, there are a whole lot of details for me either. I, I do know that um, Dan Martini and John West will be the co-hosts tonight. And um, Eric Lee will be on doing the sports. John House from uh, the tire company will be on. He's a good customer of First Mid Insurance Group. And Abby uh, Koister, um, she's with the Ronald McDonald House now. Okay. I think you know her. Yeah, I do. And uh, she'll be on. All right. Do you listen in when you're down there, or did you kind of let it go as your baby? You know, you created that show a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, I think it was close to 20 years when you talked me into that. Um, I listened. I listened last week because Michael was co-hosting, and I really enjoyed listening to Michael. Uh, I don't know. When you say it's my baby, he was my baby at one time. (laughs) Now he's 36 years old and uh, doing terrific, and I'm really proud of him. Uh, You should be. He's a great kid. Uh, Was it really 20 years? Did you guys do that show for 20 years? Well, Gretchen and I started doing that and it may have been like 18 i know i've been doing the radio with you for over 20 sure yeah but that was like were you in the in the studios in the barnes building when you started oh yeah okay no 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 we we started in little kosovo yeah i'm pershing yeah we i remember doing the show on pershing and um Jamming the guest in there in that little studio. Really? Okay, so that would have been close to 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah, we're toward the tail end of when you were there. So when we moved down to the Barnes building, it was like the Taj Mahal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was great. It's crazy what you think. And, of. Then, and, then, and then moving up to your studios now at the Romano building, it's as, it's as nice as being in New York, I think. Well, I, I don't know. I've never been on radio in New York. Uh, I would have moved. I, I, listen, I, I like the room. I like the space. It's great. Uh, okay, so what, what are you hearing down there on the streets uh, in Florida in retirement community uh, about Nikki Haley and Donald Trump? And as we run through these primaries, what, what's the word on the street? That's an interesting question. Um there's a lot of open-minded people that I bump with. Where we talk to people down here mostly are in restaurants. Soon and I every night hit our favorite restaurants. And there's nothing but great restaurants down here. And um, there's a wide variety of people. There's either vacationers, they're still working folks, and then there are younger retirees like me <laughs> who are just trying to get used to it. And then there are the older retirees who uh, don't ever plan on going back. All right. And and I would say politics is not the top subject. But if you do get into it with them, it's it's more conservative. And I would say the majority is just the way it's showing up is for Trump. But there are Nikki Haley um, supporters. I think there's a lot of women that, that really like Nikki Haley. Because she comes across so strong and, and confident and she's accomplished. But I think the men are just, hey, let's get things fixed and put up with Donald Trump because he knows how to do it, even though we don't like the way he does it. All, All right. Time. That's interesting. Do you think she should stick around uh, uh, in case, you know, you need a candidate? No, I don't understand. I think she all she's doing is damaging the brand. And uh, she, her she brand? doesn't like Donald Trump. Her brand? No. No, the Republican uh, brand. You think she's the one damaging it? Yeah, only because she's nonstop against Trump. The, the, the competition is Joe Biden. And um, I think, why couldn't she? Let me just ask you this. Okay. 
if something happened to Trump with regards to his legal problems yeah. or health or whatever, why couldn't in the Republican convention they choose either her or Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott for that matter? All right, did you see um, what they did with the last Speaker of the House? I mean, I mean as far as choosing people? Well, I mean, that's what conventions traditionally were for. I know, but did you see the, 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 how, how it worked when, when it was up to them to decide on somebody when it came down to Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, but you know what? I kind of like this Johnson. Really? I, I don't know where he, where he came from, but uh, it's nice to know that there were people of his quality there that we never knew about. Okay. And, and, and what have they gotten done uh, being in the majority for you so far? Well, they stopped the bleeding. I think there's a lot of lot of nonsensical policies that were adopted that Republicans won't let happen, uh, for that matter. I mean, this border issue is just a mess. Why, why in the world are we doing this? I mean, what logical, common-sense reason is there to allow this many people from all nations you know, our country unvetted. We sat in a room in Washington, D.C. doing a radio show one time, and, and you scolded me for being too harsh on immigration, that these people just wanted a better life. American dream. No, the, the, what the debate was back then was George Bush was contemplating amnesty for those who were here. Yeah. And there was like, I think, 3 million people at the time. Now we're talking about 13 million. That's apples and oranges. And, it, and it's still coming. I, I, I'll tell you what I'm most worried about is the crime. Like, there's just no logical explanation on how you're going to take care of all these people without there being rampant crime. Because desperate people do desperate things. If they have nothing, they will find a way to, to feed themselves. And now they're holding people up and, and, and much worse with this young lady in Georgia. Oh, so okay. It's, it's when did that guy? Happen. Hey, but you know when he came in, right? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it came I'm in not, during Trump's administration. No, I mean, but if you're going to use that as your talking point, you need to state that that guy got into this country during Trump's administration. If he got in illegally, it doesn't matter whose administration. Could have been George Bush's. Could have been. Uh, could have been Barack Obama's. They were coming in. All the way since Clinton, I think. But the I'm pretty, bottom line is, is it, it's pretty bad right now. I, I, listen, there's no doubt. And our friend Howard would tell you the last thing you need to solve the border problem is politics. Because no one there on either side is actually going to solve it. They want the damn thing uh, as a tool on both sides to fight politically. Let's bring it back home local. What do you think about uh, we're going to be going to the, the polls uh, pretty quick here uh, in March for our primary. What, what do you think about who's going to replace Dan Calkins? Oh, um, I'm sure hoping it's Regan Deering. I think it'd be nice to have somebody from Decatur again and continue in that seat. I know that Dan is pretty far right. Uh, he's with that Freedom Caucus that draws a lot of attention. And I, I don't know that I'm for the Freedom Caucus at all. I, I'd rather there be a little bit more uh, compromise going on between the Republicans and Democrats. And uh, I, I think that's the only way... Uh, the Republicans are going to get anything done because they're such the minority. I think Regan is, isn't that far right. I, I think she would do a really good job. She worked hard at, at trying to be uh, in her election, and, and I think she's for real. So um, I only met the other gentleman once. Seems okay from Bloomington, but um, she, to me, is more of a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, of, of getting, getting somebody new in there. All right. and so I, I'm all in for Regan Deering. I didn't. I don't know whether that guy. You know, he came down here and did the show once, and I agree with you. Nice enough guy. Uh, I haven't seen him since. I mean, as far as not just on the show, but being in the community. I mean, I don't know if he's just counting on there being enough votes in McLean County to do this for him. He's been running ads. Is, he's right. running ads. Okay, we, we he's been on the air then in that way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, she seems to be outworking him just from looking outside, looking in. Yeah, she's really committed to getting involved in the po po political scene. I mean, running for Congress like she did, 
uh, she knew that was an uphill battle, but she toughed it out, and and she took her licking uh, in a very lopsided uh, district for her, and and now she's she wants to start from scratch with being a state rep. I hand it to her. I think she's got tenacity, and she's for real. I I got a a mailer uh, over the weekend from Brad Halbrook, uh, who is technically my state representative. I've met this guy one time. He's been over there for years and years and years. Have you ever met him? No, don't even know. Okay, don't even know the name. Don't you? To your point about having a Decatur representative, isn't it strange? Yes. Okay. Uh, Although I'm, I, I spoke with Mike Coffey, who's a state rep over in Springfield. Yeah. And um, he's a good dude, and, and it was like Tim Butler. There's some Springfield representatives that are very uh, congenial, and, and um, they're easy to get a hold of, and they understand Decatur better than most. I think, uh, you know, there are some outside our district that are fine and are obtainable, like Darren LaHood is in Congress, but it's so much easier to have them from our own community. Yeah, but you know Tim Butler's not even there anymore. He went to work for the Railroad Association. No. And but but what did that coffee guy tell you about the moderate Republicans versus the Illinois Freedom Caucus? Oh, he he that's kind of where I I got my talking point in a way. I listened to him explain how it's it's better to get along and try to do some compromising when you're in the minority than it is to be an obstructionist on everything and nothing can get done. Other than you make your point, and uh, but you'll get nothing done that way. And yeah. so he's he's more toward the, the 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 middle right than he is the right right. Yeah, and I I, I am too. All right, would you have okay? But, but now you describe it differently. Would you have described at the time George W. Bush or Mitt Romney as being a middle of the right guy? Oh, I look at those two guys differently. George W. Bush. Uh, is a middle right guy, but you would have you would have you would have described him at the time as of his presidency as a middle right guy. Well, I, I, as I look back at now, George W. Bush versus Donald Trump, he definitely was more of an establishment uh, president than Trump was. Trump is an outsider coming in. I think um, the Bushes uh, and the Clintons and and. Even Reagan, for that matter, they all grew up in their party system, and they they told the line of their party. Well, wait, hang on a second. Hang on. Oh, Reagan was a Democrat for most of his adult life before entering in politics, and he was a governor. I mean, he was not, and then he, he was the actor outsider. You're telling me that Ronald Reagan was a middle right Republican? Ronald Reagan was a Republican for quite a while. I mean, he was a he was a Kennedy Democrat back back then until he, he said the, the Democrats left him. He didn't leave them. Right. But for years, uh, he he went around stumping the conservatives. I think he and Goldwater were probably pretty friendly. Okay. Now, now Goldwater was a right Republican? Well, yeah, but those were different kinds of rights. Now there's extreme rights. Right. I don't think he was an extreme right president. No, but that's the thing I don't understand about you guys support Trump. You can't see the extreme. I mean, who bought the extreme right? I, I don't look at Trump as an extreme right near as, near as much as some of his supporters. Right. I think some of his supporters are so frustrated. They've gone so far right. That they're they're being counterproductive. Well, they've got so far right. The left. They've got so far right that Mitt Romney, the candidate for president, George W. Bush, two-term president, Ronald Reagan, two-term president, wouldn't even be allowed to be in the Republican Party today. Well, Mitt Romney lost me in the debate against Barack Obama when he could have just won, and he he backed off, and and uh, he didn't have the. He didn't have the killer instinct of, of becoming a president and winning. And uh, there, there's nothing about Mitt Romney after that debate that I would I would support. 
for president anymore. George Bush, totally different. George, George W. Bush, I think he was a good guy, and I think he, he did all he could. He got dealt some pretty tough situations, like 9-11, handled it well, and uh, the financial crisis destroyed him. All right. Listen, uh, we're just about out of time. By the way, Brad Halbrook, you know, he, he's fighting back. He's got boxing gloves on his mailer and he's taking on, you, you know, the woke. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. This mailing is like such a joke, like trying to juxtapose it to what this guy looks like. I, I think, isn't, isn't Bailey running for Congress? Yes. He's got a good chance of winning. No, he doesn't have a good chance. Trump uh, endorsed his opponent because Trump has no loyalty at all. He thought it'd be a well, good idea for Darren Bailey to be governor. Now he thinks it's a better idea for Darren Bailey's opponent to win in Congress. Well, isn't his opponent already in Congress? Yes, Mike Boss. So he's probably saying he should have done that for Rodney Davis. But Trump he blew for Rodney Davis. He, he blew it just because Marjorie Taylor Greene told him to. Yeah. Well, I think he's got bigger and more important things to worry about than these congressional races, but he tries to get involved uh, probably when he shouldn't. No, I, I think he gets involved when he thinks the polling numbers show that he can be endorse the winner. I, I, I don't think Darren Bailey had a chance at this, and I think at the last minute Trump realized that and endorsed the other guy so he can put it in his win column. Well, what I'm thinking the Republicans will end up doing with Donald Trump is pretty much what I said I, I would do. I would like to have a little more civility, and I, that's why I like Ron DeSantis. And I, I would have much rather had him win the, the, the primaries and, and be our candidate. But if he's not going to make it, which he didn't, or Nikki Haley, I, I don't know about Nikki Haley. I, something about her, I, I'm not convinced that she is ready for prime time yet. But nonetheless, she's not going to win. And even if that's your candidate or Ron DeSantis was your candidate, they didn't beat Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump. And I think a lot of Republicans will, will do that, wishing that we didn't have to go through all this drama again. <clears throat> and it could hurt them because there's a lot of people that may not do that, like some independents. But I, I think that Joe Biden is so bad as president that even in the independents are going to maybe hold their nose and vote for Trump. Oh, Kevin, there's nothing mathematically being shown. I mean, there's not a single poll that shows anything remotely close to that. I'm not sure you're right about that. You might be looking at the, the CNN uh, polls. Kevin, I look at all of them. I, think I, I look at, you know me. You've known me for 25 years. Do I come in here and lie about the math? Have I ever done that? One time. No, no, but I mean, there's so many of them out there. You just kind of there's nothing, the nothing, nothing showing independence leaning Trump's way. There's an argument to be made because of uh, what's going on in Israel uh, and the Gaza Strip that there could be, you know, Democrats that don't vote or sit home or protest. There's some of that, but there is nothing showing independence swaying Trump's direction. Nothing. Well, I think all the polls are showing Trump. Um, beats Biden by a couple points right now. Okay. And Nikki Haley beat uh, Biden by, by maybe seven or eight points. That, right. So, and then Nikki Haley, there's plenty of polling showing 30 to 40 percent of the people supporting her will vote for Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. Yeah, I, that's true, too. But I think they wanted her in there just, just so it wasn't Trump. They probably would have voted for Biden even if she got in there. But they're supporting it now. All right. We'll see. We're a long way away from November. Long, long, long way away from November. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. I, I still don't believe that Joe Biden will be the candidate. I, you, I, you think, I, I, I put money. Right. I put money on uh, Newsom or Michelle Obama. All right. You're, you're saying that while Trump's facing everything he's facing, and you're guaranteeing he's going to be there, but you're sure Biden's not? No, I'm not guaranteeing he's going to be there. I think the only way uh, the Democrats might have a chance is to get uh, Trump gets in trouble in one of these court cases. But I also think I think the fix is in on that, too. Oh, There's just no way in the world that he should be um, prosecuted the way he is. Okay. 
All right. Uh, well, listen, you've got talking points to write for next Monday, so I'm going to let you get a week uh, to do the research. You can check out those independents and get back to me when we uh, reacquaint next Monday uh, and, and find well, them. you got to admit, I'm, I'm consistent. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. What? You're telling what? me that Reagan and Bush and, and, and Romney and McCain and the last number of either presidents or presidential candidates in the Republican Party are now defined as mid-right, uh, uh, that Trump's not extremist, but his fans are, uh, and there's no Some way. Of his fans are. I'm a fan. I'm not an extremist. <laughs> I would say the majority of. Of, of his fans are not extremists, but the ones that are, they get all the attention. Okay, well, who who is our representative on the Republican side here in Central Illinois that you consider to be a grown-up? Well, like I said, I, I think Regan Deering would be a, a, a good one. I asked um, her if she's going to join the Illinois Freedom Caucus. She wouldn't really give us an answer. Well, I imagine she's getting pressured, too. But if I were her, I wouldn't. I just don't think that's a smart move. And uh, you can you can have your. I just don't. I, I just don't see what that gains her, other than being a part of that club. And um, you can get Republican votes without being in the Freedom Caucus. You probably get more Republican votes without being in the Freedom. Yeah, caucus. like yeah, like mine because I much rather you be more of a a compromise and get some things done as opposed to just being totally ignored. Or just laughed at. Yeah, you know, Illinois has got its issues, and, and some things need to get fixed. And um, So why can't Republicans get elected? Well, I'll tell you what. In my opinion, the Illinois Democratic machine is – Alive and well. Do you think and all right, it is now all right, hang, hang on. in Washington, D.C.? Don't, don't give me. And let, it Kevin, is Kevin. Alive and well in this country. Kevin, let, let's get past the talking points. They sent Darren the Bailey. That's got a thing written down. They sent Darren Bailey to be the candidate last time. You're talking about the Republicans? Yes. I'm saying if, if things are so bad in Illinois, why can't Republicans win? Bruce Rauner won. George Ryan won. Don't know. I mean, you don't you know why Darren. Chicago. You don't know why Darren Bailey didn't win. Well, you got to win Chicago. He couldn't win Chicago. So why running? He won everywhere else. So why running? I mean, the guy's out there with a uh, a, a gun shooting up the budget, and, and <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, unless they run serious candidates, I mean, do you think Jim Edgar would be uh, a Republican that, that Donald Trump Republicans would support today? And he was governor. No, he, he did Probably everything. Not. He did. Edgar was pretty middle. You no, know, but he was governor. No, he was the one who turned down the spending, who cut everything back, who did all the things that Republicans say they want done in government. But would he be allowed to be the candidate today? I think Edgar tried to spend a ton of money on schools and he lost a lot of Republicans over that vote. Mm. OK, um, so he's pretty I mean, he was pretty uh, I would say he was. Than a right. He was a compromiser. Okay. And, and would you rather have a center right governor or a Democrat yeah. governor? Okay. But how are you ever going to get that if you keep running people like Darren Bailey? Actually, I, Bruce Browner, he took on the unions and, and destroyed his whole uh, governorship. Because he thought he could break the unions in Illinois. Yeah, he failed miserably. And yeah, he failed miserably. We tried to tell him down here that that strategy wasn't going to work. He's trying to turn it into a right-to-work state, right or wrong. You know, you're not going to you're not going to change Illinois into a right-to-work state. And uh, he failed miserably. So I don't know. He. It, 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 he marched to the beat of his own drum. He didn't. He didn't follow anybody. Right. But he wasn't 
crazy on the issues that everyone else cares about when they vote. And there's no way. I mean, this is the strange thing to me. I mean, what did Donald Trump do? He came in and he gave us Darren Bailey. He endorsed him for governor. He gave us Mary Miller. We lose Rodney Davis. You know, he endorses the Illinois Freedom Caucus. We'll see what Regan does if she's elected. But what has Donald Trump's Republican Party done for Republicans in the state of Illinois? Or better yet, for us, the constituents? Well, I think for the country, he improved the economy immensely. Okay, what about us um, as constituents? He's not anti. He's not anti oil, and and he controlled the border far better than Joe Biden. Even though that guy that murdered Biden's that student, not you want to talk to control the border? Okay, all right. What about Central Illinois? You sound like Mary Miller. I do. Yeah, I'm talking, I got a different voice. No, you're talking about the board. I'm talking about Central Illinois. What have any of these things done for Central Illinois under the Trump candidates that he's selected to endorse and been behind? Hey, look, it's our congressmen, it's our it's our state reps, it's our senators, and it's and it's our well, state and federal senators who bring home the bacon for Central Illinois. Not the president of the United States. So Mary Miller's going to bring home. Doing oh, 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 hang on a second. Mary uh-huh. Miller's going to bring home bacon. She's the only member of Congress in the entire state of Illinois that did not bring a dime back to her district. And it's not something she's hiding. It's something she runs on. She brags about. Yeah, where's, how's, how's that? How's that playing? How's that going? It's not going well at all. Well, she got elected. Um, I'm a I'm a Rodney Davis guy, so. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and carry water for Mary Miller, but she won, and now you got to you got to deal with her and try to get along and try to get her to realize we need what we need in our in our districts. Um, she only has a little bit of Decatur, so I don't think she cares near much about Decatur. She does Champagne or wherever else that crazy district is. But well, no, we took a, to me. I think we took a huge step backwards. And we lost Rodney Davis. Yeah, and here's Brad Halbrook's mailer once again, endorsed by Congresswoman Mary Miller. Big stamp right on the front of it. We just don't have good representation right now, Kevin. And, and the good I news is she did not she did not vote with all those far right group like um, uh, that that ousted Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. So it, it looks like she's starting to. Often a little bit about that that group. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, so tomorrow we got snow. Uh, what's your forecast? <laughs> I don't think Sorry. it's. I don't. Well, no, don't laugh. I mean, man, you're already that guy rubbing it in from Florida. Uh, no, I, I don't. Well, no, today it's 72. Tomorrow you got snow. Welcome to Central Illinois. It's February, right? I know. Yep, that's why I'm down here. I'm going to be back there next week, though. I'll be back uh, in time to go skiing. I'm going to go take Molly out to Crested Butte on March 6th. That sounds like fun. You got to be careful, though. I, I don't want to do a eulogy when you do a Sonny Bono. Yeah, you get stuck doing all those little talks for me, don't you? Um, <laughs> Look, I... I guy. All, all, all you got to do is pull out your notes. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Uh, all right, my friend. Uh, we will you talk to your you nice next... retirement speech. That was awesome. Well, look, that was awesome. it, it's well-deserved, uh, and, and I'm glad you're sticking around at least here on the show because uh, I don't want to say goodbye forever. Heck no, you're my best friend. All right, my friend. Yeah. We'll talk next week. We need to go out. We need to start going out to dinner again. Even though there's no B-Zoo, we could always go to Doherty's. You know how many things? I was thinking about that the other day. You know how many things happened at B-Zoo or as a result yeah, a of? That little, that little corner. Yes, I, 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 honest to God, it's so strange you brought that up because I was just thinking about that. There were so many conversations over so many years in that restaurant in particular that then came to fruition. I mean, it's mind blowing. That's how I got to know Howard Buffett. There you go. I bought him dinner one night and he came over to my table and he said, Berhini, I don't like owing you for anything. <laughs> what kind of picture do you want? And the, and I said, I love a grizzly bear. Yeah. I not only got a grizzly bear, I got an American eagle, too. And so that's how our friendship started. I'm telling you. It's it's the place, or it was the place. All right, Kev, got to go. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Keep- hey, Brian.
Take care. <laughs> All right. We've got a lot to get to here today. Um, I, I, this mailer I got just made me, it, it made me chuckle because it, it's like they're, they're painting Brad Halbrook the tough guy. Why are they even, they must have to spend some money. He doesn't need that. Uh, no, he doesn't, but it's just, it, it's, you've got campaign dollars yeah, and you do it, it and it's, it's one of the most effective ways you just mail it to your yeah. district and, and it's done. <laughs> and it was probably paid for, yeah, paid for by citizens for Brad Halbert. Uh, and they, they've got a little, uh, code, you know, a little, if you want to do the, uh, QR, uh, code. QR code. Wow. Uh, so you can join our fight. Everything's a fight. I, I mean, th- I don't know how many times this is used when radical politicians try to take away our freedoms. Yep. Brad Halbrook fought back. Face off on mask looming in Springfield. Two downstate Republicans balk on COVID-19 precautions. This is what he's bragging about. I was against COVID-19 precautions. Think about that. I was against being safe amongst my fellow human beings. Grandma's got to die. We got our freedoms to fight for. And it plays. And it plays. So when you scoff it off, it's like just Trump supporters being crazy. This is, not, this, this is our one of our state representatives endorsed by one of our congresspersons. And they're bragging about balking at precautions during a pandemic that killed Millions and millions and millions of people. Founding member of the Illinois Freedom Caucus, proudly pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, leading the fight against Illinois' radical sanctuary state policies. Too many conservatives want to play nice. I'm a fighter. I won't be bullied and I won't back down. I'm the most conservative member of the General Assembly and proud of it. And what have you done for us? Name one thing. Name two things. Come on in. Bring your boxing gloves. We'd love to have a conversation. I've never even seen the person before. Not on TV. Maybe on TV. Maybe. Like on a, on a spot or something. Yeah. Well, more like, uh, hey, we're at the state fair and we caught up with. Oh. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think I could pick him out of a crowd. There's a picture of him and Darren Bailey. The guy who at 701 was declared the loser in the last gubernatorial. It's like they just, you know, the the people who will like keep other people from surviving when a ship wrecks, like, you know, like they just jump on and that you can't even swim. This is what these people remind me of. Is he up for reelection? Yeah. And they're shrinking and they're shrinking and they're shrinking. And instead of looking around and go, how do we grow? How do we get more support? They doubled down, they tripled down, they quadrupled down. When I was a kid, I watched this movie called The Incredible Shrinking Man. And it was in black and white. Uh, uh, and, you know, I can, I can clearly recall, like, a lot of stuff was in black and white. Like the early episodes of Killigan's Island, people forget about. But this guy kept shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I don't remember the whole thing, but he got down so small that he had to, like, fight a spider that was the size of a house, you know. Until he just... That's what the Republican Party is in Illinois. And you can blame whatever. Radical sanctuary state policies, whatever. Do we have an immigration problem? Yes, we do. There is no doubt. And the only way you're going to solve it is to get politics out of it, left and or right. But you think about the Dwayne Nolans, the Frank Watsons, the people that we have had in this area that represent us over the years. And you look at what we have now. Shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. So much so that the party in charge goes, (laughs) you can have this ridiculous district. Stand on this corner and scream all you want. But when you come over to the chambers, 
in Springfield, you have zero ability to get anything done. Nothing. But you can scream the loudest, stamp your feet, throw the fit. And at the end of the day, what have you done for us? That's it. All right. Got a lot to get to here today. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm looking at the South Carolina numbers, and I, I we knew. I mean, I told you. I've been honest about Nikki Haley up front. She doesn't have the votes to beat Donald Trump in this primary. Right. But what she does have are votes that will move a different direction if she's not the candidate. Yeah, I've been thinking about her and her campaign, which – I've been a hundred percent consistent that it, it's Donald Trump's nominee. I'm, I'm not going. To, I'm not some per, great per, uh, prognosticator. This is this is written in, in ink. It's his unless he doesn't get there. No, we've said that all along. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's so no one has argued that. So what I've been thinking about is her, she knows that mm-hmm. we all know that her donors know that if the money is there and people are saying, hey, we need to hedge or. Whatever. I think she I I think I might have come to the conclusion that she should go as far as she can and not just turn it off and then ramp it back up. If he no, it's too hard to ramp back up. Right. I think she should just stick around. And then when it's over, over, yeah. then then you, you say, hey, I'm, I, I'm with my party. I don't think there's anything more terrifying than what Kevin described as throw it to a floor vote at a convention. <laughs> I mean, given what's happened recently with the track record. With right. That. Right. Yeah. Let's let's put Matt Gates in charge of that. Yeah, and then you spin out of the convention with no momentum and, right. and disarray. And, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. No. But, oh, no. Anyway, we've got – here's the crazy thing, you know, out of Kevin's mouth, is that polls show Trump being Biden by a couple of points. Polls show Haley being Biden by more than that. Right. I mean, that – but on its face should tell you, but that's not what the people want, to be know, fair. No, that's right. I mean, that's not, that's right. And, and Brad Halbrook's voters want him. Yeah. And they'll get him. Yep. And they'll get him. And what have you done for us? In some cases, you're just not them. And that's enough. Okay. And, and that works both ways. And, and that specific point, sometimes it's just we can't let any of that be over here. But you can't. Stop any of that from being over here when there's four. I mean, overall, yeah. No, you can't do anything. Nope. So you win on the election day, but you have no voice. And so the policy. So the only thing you have to do is just make people angry and divided and get them pissed off about their everyday lives because you can't deliver anything of substance. And I, and I've always said that I feel like that the branding against the Democratic Party in Illinois, that this state has gone terrible and people are moving away and all of that. Doom grifters. There was a name put yeah, on it last yeah. week. Yeah. That that brand is enough. Sure it is. Enough to build campaigns around and come s- wrestle it back. Have you seen the money that has been made off of this kind of stuff? Yeah. Merchandise, packs, campaigns. And Look not, at the money that was made off the anti-vax movement during COVID. Lawsuits and and all yeah all kinds of stuff. When when really what I was getting at is that, you know, you could run campaigns and say, hey, look, enough is enough. We got we can fix this. Here's some here's some policy. You got the state's broken. Let's fix it. I, I think it's winnable by serious people. Is it what is, I'm saying. but that's not what they're doing. And they're not serious people. They're just selling anger to you, and you're paying for it. And you're getting nothing in return except your anger. That's it. That's what they're selling you. Grifter is the perfect word. Look at Steve Bank. I mean, look at all of these people that have poured uh, millions, hundreds of millions essentially of influencers on, on just selling you yeah. anger. Yeah. Not a single solution. They're social media stars. Well, they're... They're gazillionaire. I mean, they're they're making money hand over fist by selling you anger and reinforcing the worst in us. I, I mean, just absolutely doing that. And they're doing that knowing they're not going to be able to go over to Springfield or Washington, D.C., get anything done. They can't even pick a leader. I mean, I mean that was one of those embarrassing things the last hundred years. So many Americans just caught in the middle of it. Just right. And then so many people happy to be in the middle of it. We'll pay you to be in the middle of it. 
Yeah. We'll pay you again to be in the middle of it. We'll pay you more to be in the middle of it. How much are those shoes? 200 or 400, depending <laughs> on which one. Well, how, how angry are you? <laughs> are you 400 angry? Are you 200 angry? And how do we get you from two to four? Get you angrier. That's the grift. Dude, I see this with open eyes. I, I mean, there's no emotional thing with this to me. It's just right there for everyone to see if you just want to look at it. We got the RNC, at least one board member right now, trying to guarantee that the RNC isn't going to be paying Donald Trump's legal bills. And you know what will happen to that guy? Ousted. What have you done for us? We'll be back after news. We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Jesse Heating and Air. Great products and great people treating you the way you want to be treated since 1979. Just a reminder to make changes to your route beginning today if you normally use Brush College Road. Brush College between Olive and Hickory Streets will be closed through the end of October as part one of a plan to create an overpass. The road will be impassable during this time. Drivers are encouraged to use 22nd Street as a detour. Businesses along Brush College Road will still be accessible. The city says it will post updates on its website. Time is running out to apply for the Community Foundation of Macon County Places and Neighborhoods Fund. This is a- You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.